Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Such a Lady, and I'm your host, Siobhan. If you are new tuning in, welcome to our toxic family. Get comfortable, take your shoes off, stay a while. We're definitely grateful that you stopped by. Um, to ourselves, thank you, and thank you again for tuning in each week. You are the reason why Such a Lady is still here, so thank you guys. Um, this week, such a lady is Nell. Now, Miss Nell has a podcast that I recommend you all check out called Spooky Shenanigans. Now, y'all know that we love the word shenanigans, so that alone should be enough to listen. But anyway, so it's called Spooky Shenanigans with PJ. And if you love the supernatural, all things supernatural, they got you. So, Nell. Thank you for being such a lady and inspiring us all that we can all step out on faith. You know what I mean? Um, A lot of times, the only thing it takes is knowing that someone else did it. You know what I mean? Someone else started a podcast. Someone else started a business. Someone else opened their own shop. Someone else went back to school. You know what I mean? Sometimes all it takes is seeing someone else doing it. So kudos to you. But even if you aren't that person that are motivated that are that are motivated by what other people do, um, and you're just looking for a sign to start, here's your sign. Just do it. I mean, you know, a lot of times we wait till something's perfect, but nothing's going to be just perfect. You know what I mean? You just have to be willing to start and not give up. Will you have to rest? Of course. <laughs> Take a break if needed. Restart as many times as you need to. Rebrand. Hey, do your thing. But quit. Never. Unless it's something toxic. Unless it's something holding you back. But don't quit because, you know, you don't think that you you can do it. Because you got this. And we got you. All right. But let's get into this week's toxic love story. Y'all know, listen, if y'all don't want the encouragement, y'all got to go home because y'all going to get it over here every single week. I just, I, it just comes out of me. It's because it's in me. So it comes out. But anyway, so uh, back to the toxic love story. Why y'all came? Um, I won't lie. When I was dating in high school, um, I had my little high school sweetheart and I just knew that he was the one for me. Like, I had found this new independence. I had a car, a job, some change in my pocket. So, I mean, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't that girl. I was on top of the world. Like, you know what I mean? You couldn't tell me nothing. Um, I had changed my last name. You know what I mean? I had picked out baby names and everything. That was, you know, that was going to be the love of my life. Only for that relationship to end up fading away. 
And that is a chapter in my life that I will never, ever forget. Now, Kelly Cochran got to marry the love of her life, her high school sweetheart. And if we're honest, they were more than that. The couple lived next door to each other growing up with Kelly being said as being outgoing, you know, and Jason, her future husband, was said to be more reserved and quiet. But the couple seemed to love each other. They spent a lot of time together. Um, They thought the world of each other. But as with some relationships, everyone is not going to be as happy for you as you are for you. And that was the case with Kelly and Jason. Now, although they had known each other forever, people thought that Jason was too good for Kelly, including Kelly's mama. Like, that's that's pretty deep. But Kelly was bad on drugs. She really, really was. Um, She was so bad that it was said that her mother made her take a drug test before she even came in her house. So that was how heavy she was on drugs. Um, And her mother just felt like she needed to get herself together before she called herself trying to marry somebody else. And I can understand that. But Jason didn't mind that Kelly had a past. And he wanted to change that. He actually wanted to change her future and her last name, which Jason did. Listen, he did. He he said, listen, I got you, boo. You, I heard what they saying about you. I know about your past, but I got you. I want you to be mine. And they get married soon after Kelly graduates from high school. And they start this business um, specializing in maintenance of swimming pools. And this would be the couple's bread and butter for several years until Jason hurts his back and he's no longer able to work. Now, at this time, marijuana wasn't as big as far as legalization as it is now. But Jason wanted to go to a place where marijuana was legal so that it could help the pain that he was experiencing and Kelly being the good wife that she was was on board so they made the decision to move to Michigan once they got settled in Michigan the couple um, made plans to you know start a new life this is a new beginning you know let's just start fresh and Jason gets his his marijuana card and then Kelly starts working at this factory and things are looking good. Now at this time, Kelly is having to pay all the bills because her husband can't work. He's in pain. Now I'm sure he's getting some type of, you know, assistance for disability, but as far as who's having to get up each morning and go to work, it was Kelly. Now, the friend said that Kelly was very, very controlling. Like, she was the head of the household. Like, she wore the pants in the relationship. And although Jason wasn't working, he catered to Kelly. And it wasn't because she paid all the bills. He really, really did love his wife. And he thought that Kelly felt the same way. Because on their wedding night over 11 years prior... The two made a pact, and it was if one of the other 
got caught cheating or cheated, then they would have to kill the person that they were cheating with. Now, I'm not sure if they were playing, you know, maybe they had some drinks. I don't know, but that's that's pretty deep. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, why are we talking about cheating on our wedding night? And then why are we talking about murder? And then why am I surprised? Because that is something I would do. That is. That, that's something I would do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see, listen, I had to think about it. Yeah, I would do that. I'd be like, yeah, so listen, about that. If you ever cheat, you're going to die. Okay, so yeah, okay. But they made this pact together that if <laughs> that if one of the other cheated, then somebody had to die. Reports show, though, that Kelly was a cheater. She was a serial cheater. She kept on cheating. So... I I couldn't find where nobody died. So I was thinking like, you know, they just made this pack because it's sounding good. You know what I mean? But that was until Kelly met Chris Reagan. And when she met him, things changed. Now, Chris worked at the same factory manufacturing naval parts that Kelly worked at when she moved to Michigan. And they started talking, eating lunch together, being friends. Now, Chris was 20 years older than Kelly, but that didn't really make a difference to her. Chris was a veteran. He was very disciplined. He had a good head on his shoulders. And But according to his ex-girlfriend, Terry, Chris also had a problem with pornography. He had an addiction to it. That and sex. He just couldn't keep it in his pants. And so that was an issue for him and Terry. So while Kelly probably thought that and probably even wanted more from this relationship with Chris, because why? Here she had a man's man. You know what I mean? In her eyes. Chris was focused, he was motivated, he had a job, he he had a steady income, and Jason was no longer serving a purpose in her life anymore. He wasn't the man that he used to be. And it didn't seem like she really cared that much for him anyway, because she was cheating on him all the time. But apparently, Kelly really, really liked Chris. She really did. And she decided to tell him how she felt about him. And in return, he told her that he had found another job and he would hopefully be moving soon. Now, Kelly, that wasn't what she she had expected. I mean, she was thinking, you know, hey, look, we having a good time. You seem to like me. I seem to like you. We bumping uglies. Like, let's do the dang thing. Um, I couldn't find anything that reported that Kelly was planning on leaving Jason, but she was very, very open with this relationship that she had with Chris. Like, the co-workers at the job knew, you know, something was going on. Like, they, they, hey, we not stupid. Don't piss on our leg and tell us it's raining. You know what I mean? We see what y'all doing when y'all doing what y'all doing. Now, once Jason found out about the affair, he asked Kelly, like, what are you going to do to fix this? Now, in my head, in Siobhan's head, I'm thinking, he got, she going to leave him? 
You know what I mean? She gonna stop messing with Chris. You know, she know that he don't want to be with her. So, you know, when he asked, what are you going to do to fix this? I don't know. Maybe I'm a fixed dinner for you for the rest of our lives. I'm a not cheat no more. You, you know what I mean? But then I was reminded of the pact that the couple made on their wedding night. Remember? Y'all remember. Y'all remember. So Kelly sends a message to Chris inviting him over for dinner. Like, hey, listen, I'm going to make some lasagna. We can have some fun, do some nasty things. Um, And then Chris is like, okay, like I, I'm down. He takes down her dress, but he does say, where's your husband at? Listen, Chris wasn't no fool. Where, where's your husband at? And to which Kelly replies, he's out for the for the evening. And Chris gets his stuff together, hoping to have, you know, one last hoorah for the road because he's getting ready to bounce. The next day, he was supposed to leave to go, you know, see about the new job, to look for a new place. You know, he was he was leaving. He was getting ready to get out of this town. So he was probably going over, you know, to get his rocks off. And the fact that he asked where her husband was at makes me think that, and the fact that his ex said that he was addicted to pornography and sex kind of makes it seem like Chris was, you know, he just, that was a nice lay. Let's call a spade a spade. It was a nice lay. Because he knew that she was married. He probably knew that, hey, if she gonna cheat on him, she gonna cheat on me. He wasn't trying to take up with him. As a matter of fact, his ex, Terry, said that he had reached out to her and had apologized and wanted to make things work. He was like, I'm getting ready to move, but, you know, that doesn't mean that we can't work on us. I really want to get that old thing back. Um, But, you know, again, back to Chris going over to the house to have his lasagna. So he gets over to the house with Kelly and they're having a good time and they eat and then they get in the bed and they're having sex and then... Jason pops out and then once he pops out he shoots Chris in the head and y'all heard me right Kelly and Chris are having sex Jason comes out and he shoots him in the head while they're having sex like Chris could never have imagined that when he went over there to be having sex I mean No, he shouldn't have been having sex with this man's wife. But also, he wasn't married to Jason. Kelly was married to Jason. Kelly had an obligation to Jason. Chris shouldn't have been having sex with her. But listen, that he asked. He asked. And she said he was gone. So he gets over there. They having sex. And then he gets shot in the head. So after shooting Chris, they take him in the basement. And they start dismembering his body. And then they they begin disposing of his body parts in the woods. Now, remember, Chris was going to be moving. And he was trying to work things out with Terry. So when she don't hear from him and, you know, you're supposed to be working things out. You know, as a woman, look, 
you said we supposed to be together. You said you want to try to make it work. It's three days. I ain't heard from you. It's five days. I ain't heard from you. So from the, on the 10th day, Terry was like, this ain't, this ain't normal behavior for Chris. So she calls the police. But the police didn't really take her serious at first. Because here is this grown man that had planned on leaving on his own. So, you know, what... What? Why are we concerned that his ex is he not in contact with you? Maybe he don't want to be in contact with you. Maybe he left because of you. You know what I mean? So they didn't take her concerns very serious. So Terry, she starts her own search and she starts putting the word out like, hey, this is what's going on. Chris is missing. And she finally hits pay dirt when a friend calls Terry and tells her that they saw Chris's car on the outskirts of town. Terry says at this point, she knows that she's never going to see Chris again. She just has a feeling in her gut. Um, So she goes to where the car is, but the doors are locked and she's scared. She's scared that his body's in there. She's scared that, you know, what, what will happen if she gets in that car. So she calls the police. The police come and they start looking at Terry because they're like, how do you know where his car is at? Like, of all places, how do you know? And so they get in the car and when they get in the car, that's when they find directions to a house. It was Kelly and Jason's house. So they go and they talk to them and Kelly is calm. She's the same Kelly she always is. She's outspoken. She's not someone who just killed her lover and, you know, helped clean up the body. No, she's not. The detective says that she's very, very... She would have never thought that Kelly could do something like that just in the way that she was, you know, speaking with her. So... She goes to talk to Jason, and he's a little bit more nervous, you know, kind of looking to the side, head down a little bit. So they bring him in for a formal interview. And once they bring them in, um, Kelly gets to talking, and she's like, yeah, I had an open marriage, and Jason knew about it, and everything's fine between us. And he knew that I was messing with Chris. But in the other interview room, that is not at all what Jason was saying. Jason was saying he was pissed at all these affairs that Kelly was having. He was pissed. He didn't like it. He wanted her to stop. (coughs) But he couldn't make her do. She's a grown woman. He can't make her do nothing she didn't want to do. So the police don't have enough to charge Kelly and Jason. But they start getting nervous. And then they decide, okay, well, guess what? We're going to we're going to leave. So they decide they're going to move back to Indiana and they move back. But they're still suspicious that the police are coming for them. And so one day Kelly calls the police and she's like, hey, listen, something happened. I need you all to I need the ambulance here. And so the ambulance comes and they find Jason and he is dead from an overdose of heroin. Um. So they take him to, you know, the morgue and Kelly ends up having a memorial service for him. And she says it's 
one of the hardest things she's ever had to do in her life. And she is overwhelmed by, by everything that's just going on in her life. She's, it's a lot. She, she, Chris and now her husband. So she just flees. She goes to Kentucky. But once she flees, come to find out, Jason didn't die from just an overdose. He died from asphyxiation. Yeah, Kelly had killed him. She had put a lethal overdose and injection in him, but then after she did that, she put a pillow on top of him to make sure that he was dead. Um, because she, he, you, you gotta make sure. CYA, cover yourself. And so, um, but then she leaves. So once they find out that, you know, Jason didn't die from an overdose, he died because he was murdered, they start looking for Kelly. And she's in touch with the police. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, I'm going to turn myself in. You know, telling them she's at one place when really she's at an opposite place. But they track her phone down, and she's in Kentucky, and they go pick her up. And when they pick her up, she says, hey, listen, you know what? I killed, you know, I killed Chris. And she leads them to his body, finally. You know, well, what's left of his body and she tells the police that she killed Jason and the reason why she killed him is because um he needed to die because he took away the only good thing she ever had which was Chris but to me I call bull on that because why come Kelly could have stopped this a long time ago she could have not text Chris she could have not had an affair she could have not had him over to the house she could have called the police. So when you say that he made you get rid of a good thing, you could have killed him. You could have killed Jason instead of killing Chris. Like there were so many ways that this could have went if this was the love of your life, your good thing. You you know what I mean? It just seemed like you enjoyed killing people. You enjoyed playing the victim. That's that's just my own personal opinion. Because why would you kill? Why would you? Why would you invite this man over to kill him? He did he did nothing wrong. He did nothing but what you asked him to. And and he died because of it. And then Jason had to die because of what? Your own selfish reasons. Because you want to be out here being fast. No, stop playing with me. And stop playing with these men. And that's what the police said. And so she went to jail. And um, she did. Love just made me mad because you didn't have to do that. Talking about that. You you felt like he ruined your life and really you should have killed Jason. Really you shouldn't have killed nobody. How about that? Let's not kill anybody. Nobody kill nobody. Okay, just leave. It's it's okay to just leave. With that being said, if you were in a toxic relationship and you were looking for a sign, this is it. Just leave. You don't need to keep talking about it. You don't need another sign. You don't need for that person to put their hands on you not one more time. You can leave, and that's okay. And you don't have to shout it from the mountaintops. You can be quiet. And as we say here, on such a lady, sometimes it's best to move in silence. And if you need help, you can always reach out to us at such a lady, and we will get you in contact with the people that you need to be in contact with. Or you can reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. Whatever you choose to do, we're rooting for you. You deserve more and you deserve better, but you can't find it until you decide that enough is enough and you're done settling. And that's in all areas of our lives. So this week, guys, 
don't forget to be great on purpose. Just know that I'm rooting for you guys. I Listen, I'm y'all's biggest cheerleader. I absolutely am. Whatever it is, y'all got this. And I got y'all. Um, if y'all want to meet, meet me over there at Such A Lady 30 on Instagram and Such A Lady on Facebook. I know the engagement wasn't this heavy this week, but I was trying to do a little fast, get my head, mind right, you know, but I'm back and I'm better. No, I'm just saying. But no, yeah, meet me over there, y'all. And um, tell me what you think about the episode. Tell, hey, what y'all got going on for the week? What y'all do this weekend? Hey, we family, let's just meet over there and chat. But if you don't remember to do anything else, don't forget to be great on purpose. And I will meet y'all here same time next week. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs>